In this 344th episode of Data Driven, Frank talks about the new year. Yes, New Year's in November. Frank and Andy just do their own thing. It's part of their charm, or at least that they told me to say that. I do take issue with Frank's statement that I am not real. What is real, anyway? It is not the spoon that bends, after all. In any case, Frank explains what held up the production schedule this summer and his plan to do right by you, our awesome listeners. Now on to the show. Well, hello, LinkedIn X, I can't, also known as Twitter, um, <laughs> formerly known as Twitter, YouTube, That's right. Facebook, um, and of course, LinkedIn. Um, Elon Musk himself will sometimes refer to uh, X as formerly known as Twitter. So, yes, um, which we were talking about in the virtual green room, his recent interview with uh, Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. And uh, that podcast is always an adventure. Can't always listen to it with kids in the car. But yeah, um, because his language, um, which is a big reason why we... (laughs) We we like to stick to that that clean rating. Um, yep. It's more has more to do with um, uh, <laughs> more to do with making sure that you know people are comfortable listening with kids in the car. And um, so this is going to be an episode of the podcast. Um, you know, Happy New Year, all that. Like um, for those who don't Absolutely. know, um, some six seven. I forget what year it was, but I switched New Year to because like. It was just a god awful year for me personally. Like you know, uh, concussion, the dog died, no, the cat died, and like it was just an awful year. And I was like, I need to end this this year two months early. And uh, oh yeah, I'd been laid off. My mom was in the hospital. I broke my thumb. Like all within like three weeks of each other. Yeah, it was a bad patch. And the concussion. Um, yeah. Which, in the end, actually, the concussion ended up being a uh, a blessing in disguise. But um, so, so I was just like, I want to end the year early. So I was like, I'll make All Saints Day or Celtic New Year kind of the new year for me. So, um, and I've done that ever since. Kind of use it as an opportunity as as things kind of wind down, like for the holidays and things like that. It's a good time to be re- reflective and set goals. And then yeah. when the inevitable, you know. January 1st comes along when everyone talks about New Year's resolutions, I can kind of check in on it's a fail safe, right? It kind of like, how, how am I doing on that? I'm 60 days in. I should be doing this. Like, it's a good kind of, um, you know, splash of water in the face. I don't know. I can't think of the analogy. I need more of these. <laughs> I, I tell you, like this, um, and this actually does dovetail. So for those listening and not watching, I pulled up, pulled up a um, thing of Monster Energy drink which is a drink that um, uh, became my favorite thing this year because of all the driving I had to do back and forth to Pennsylvania. Yep. Which does dovetail into some other things I want to talk about today, uh, including a mea culpa. Um, but I'll get into that in a second. Um, this I'm is sticking a, with good old-fashioned coffee, Frank. Can't go wrong with coffee. Can't go wrong with coffee. Um, so... Earlier this year, we met a relative who was in foster care, and um, because of various legal restrictions, 
<laughs> can't say his name, uh, but he's young, under one. Well, not anymore, but when we met him, he was under one. And um, we um, heard he was in foster care with strangers, and we decided to do something about that. And there were people in my in-laws who didn't want us to do something about that. Again, I had to be very careful how I word these things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we were able to get visitation with him on weekends. So for a number of months, we drove up every weekend, uh, which in the shadow of last year's drama was moving, selling the house, buying a house, you know, like all that, and then kind of um, doing this. Oh, and holding down a full-time job. Oh, and doing all this. Oh, and having other older kids in school. Yeah. Required the copious, uh, required copious amounts of caffeine. Um, and, um, in order to make the drive efficient, stopping and going to collect sheets or whatever to pick up coffee was not, plus all the temptations of sugary foods. Whenever you go in there, it just became more efficient to pick up a case of this. And hence this started now because of that. And a lot of other things, like a lot of, um, um, shows that were in the can ended up getting delayed in editing, delayed in post-production. That is 100% my mea culpa. And about a week and a half ago, I kind of had to come to the decision, a painful decision, to walk away from the book deal I got. Um, and you and I, Andy, had talked like at length about it. And in the cosmic yeah. scheme of things, mm-hmm. um, you know, changing this young child's life um, to get out of a potentially bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and making it part of the, our family was is a far more important and far-reaching impact than writing a book. Yeah. And that was a big kind of process for my brain to go. Like, I understood it logically, right? And I want to mm-hmm. thank you publicly for kind of helping me come to that. But it was also kind of like, you know... Um, my ego, I had to get out of the way, right? Like, and I'm already a public yeah. author, yay me, right? So it's not like it was like my one and only book, right? Right, um, right. And so it became like this this whole thing. Oh, hello. Oh, hey, cool. Hmm. No, I used to get mad at stuff like this. Yeah. But we're worth somebody spending some compute time to harass us with spam. I'll take that as a win. Sure. Um, but um, but I do need to figure out how to get rid of that chat. Let's see. Add block. So it's a Twitch. It's a Twitch. Can I? Yeah, I would say I go, to your, go to your Twitch channel. And oh, I haven't logged into Twitch there. properly like in a while. So yeah. let me turn the chat off and then back on. There we go. Oops. We could just leave it off for now. Yeah, we'll leave it off. <laughs> yeah. All the listeners are like, oh, I'm glad I'm catching this on this. So that was basically <laughs> it. And 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 I feel really bad to the the people that took time out of their schedule and kind of have done that. And in, in the background of all of this, our scheduling system, which is Microsoft Bookings, and I'm not afraid to call them out, um, really borked. Right? Again, trying to yeah. keep that to that language thing. So <laughs> Um, because you know, you and I, we do the show together. We try to do that. I think out of like 300 and this will be show 344, if you can believe it. 
Wow. And I think out of that, I would say 300 of those shows have been the two of us together. Yep. Um, and, and I'm counting like the single kind of like, um, you know, live stream shots we do. If you're like at pass or whatever. And um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I can't, Hopefully I think I'll get just, some more of those in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about so. that in a minute. We'll give you, yeah. give you some chance to, to, to promote. So I just basically want to do kind of a Mia culpa. And originally, originally I was going to do, this whole kind of thing where Bailey took over the show and, you know, did like dog days of summer, right. Data dog yeah. days of summer or something like that. And like released all of our backlog at once. When said child came to live with us, turns out, um, turns out finding, finding daycare, not trivial. Um, <laughs> things we forget from like, you know, um, uh, eight years ago when last time I had to deal with this sort of thing. Plus we also had plenty of warning that the, biological children were on their way um and uh all in all i would say that last year and i say 2023 is last year because in my mind it's already 2024 um right. in my strange place that is my mind um it's been a good year it's been a tiring year but it's been worth it like you know um yep. he he's brought so much joy to my family my life my kids my wife um, and he's just a joy to have around. Um, and if that means being delayed on some podcasts, uh, if that means me sacrificing a book deal, I mean, it's the, it, it's still a bargain. Um, yeah. And I'd like to jump in Frank, if it's okay. Cause yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. say first and foremost, uh, for those who don't know, Frank carries the lion's share of the podcasting and the media uh, work. He does the editing. He does um, all of the things that he needs to do to get the show out. He's automated quite a bit of it, but again, that was him. And um, I, you know, I definitely want to just, I, just make sure our listeners know that I show up and do recordings some of the time. You show up and look time. pretty. That's all we need. You well, for. I don't know about the looking pretty part, but we have a, um, we, we have a great rapport. I think Frank and I, we've been friends for gosh, Frank, 18 years, I think. Yeah. And, uh, long time. And, and so that's number one. Frank carries the, carries all the work of the show. So I want to let everyone know how much I appreciate that. Um, I, it, it frees me up to do other things that I need to do. But, uh, if, you know, if Frank wasn't doing this, it just wouldn't get done. Uh, that that's kind of the way that goes. I don't have nearly as good an excuse as Frank does. Um, I know you don't want to last bit. I don't want to get into kind of what you you'll share that when you're good and ready, but yes. you've had a pretty good workload. <laughs> well, <laughs> on yeah. your own. Right? So yeah, this year was um, interesting uh, as well. So, um, but as with Frank, um, all's well that ends well. Right. And um, both Frank and I have learned, um, you know, the value of kind of taking life a day at a time. Part of our, uh, it's, it's part of our religion, part of our right. faith, and we've had really good cause to kind of walk through uh, some very, uh, some I'd, I'd say some things that required faith, both of us, and I'm just very thankful that uh, that Frank, you were there uh, for me, and I hope I was there for you. Absolutely. I know you know we cried on each other's shoulder uh, virtually. 
you know, over, uh, over signals, um, <laughs> quite often <laughs> and, and just kept up and prayed for each other. And, and I, and I really appreciate yeah. that because I can just leave a Same. voice note and vent, you know, it's some of the, some yeah. of the things that have happened this year, both, uh, yeah. good and bad, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. And it's good to have, you know, have friendships like this. I, yeah. um, I'll just throw out that I, um, one, one nice thing that started, uh, actually it started last year, but I don't think I've mentioned it publicly or if I have not much is I started caring more about my health. Now I'm I've just turned 60 over the summer. So it's like about time, Andy. But, um, last year I started working out with weights. I started doing free weights and, um, my older son, Stevie, uh, Stevie Ray, he helped me. He'd been working out for about five years now. And so I had a built-in coach uh, to work with me through some stuff. And I spent about a year kind of building a maintenance thing, um, really not trying to push, just trying to do, um, just go and work out. And I did build some muscle. I also hurt myself three or four times. And when I did hurt myself, I stopped. And sometimes it took a week. Sometimes it took two or three weeks. In fact, I hurt myself two weeks ago. So no leg days, no leg days for a while. I was stupid. (laughs) I I got off track and I jumped right back where I was in a very progressive, increasing the weight kind of mode. Um, And we, we had a couple of days where we had to do other stuff. Um, Christy goes with me to work out, which is also awesome. And so I went a week without a leg day and then I jumped the weight up and that was dumb. Turns (laughs) out if you do that and you're 60, you may hurt yourself. Um, Ask me how I know. So I'm not doing leg days for, you know, until they, you know, I, I stopped uh, feeling bad, but um, it's, it's been great. Um, A lot of things around the farm have gotten lighter that that's happened. That's got serious about it in July of this year, started going five days a week. And um, I remember you telling me, but don't say anything. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to, I didn't really want to publicize it, but I did. And I hit I hit a personal best. I'll share this and then I'll shut up uh, about it. Is I, I hit a personal best in August on deadlifts, and it was a goal. I wanted nice. to be able to deadlift my weight. And nice. at the time I weighed 215, I bounced between 210 and 220, and I was able to lift 215, uh, do a deadlift, nice. single lift. I thought so. I, now it's now I'm going for you know 430. I want to do I want to do more than that. Um, it I, I may never get there, but I'm going to keep trying, and that's a cool thing. And um, I subscribe to Arnold Schwarzenegger's newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's out there. I don't, if you search for it, you'll find it. But um, for me, the hard part was spelling his last name. You know, it's not like Lavinia or, you know, Jones or Smith. And it's, Lavinia, uh, to be fair, is a, is a, is a beast to spell. <laughs> I studied German, so Schwarzenegger is not so bad for me, but. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, that's what's, that's some of what's been going on, you know, and, uh, and, and just that and business. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I, Frank, I, uh, I commend you for making the call that you did. I, we had that chat privately about the book. Um, I'll, I'll also commend your editors, uh, your, the book company. They, um, as far as I know, they, they treated you with respect and dignity. They've been awesome, packed. So I'll call yeah. them out straight away. They were the, they were the publisher of my first book. Uh, second book was self-published, but um they've been awesome they've been very understanding yeah um like it's so it's 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 something that i want to preserve that relationship they make great books they do it they do have a rapid 
publishing schedule, right? Yeah. So like it's one of those things where, and there are a few other things in the hopper that just got, just got obliterated, you know, because of this. Yeah. And and yeah. you know, but you know what? We did produce the first data driven magazine. Uh, yeah. Ever. Um, issue two may, you know, the fall issue isn't going to happen, but the winter issue is still a possibility. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and we'll make sure that there's show notes in there. We can kind of do the link on that. Because I think one of the things that we didn't do a good job is promoting kind of all of our other things that we're doing. Right. Yeah. And it's not it's not to to not to make money. You know what I mean? But, you know, money is nice. Money, money definitely helps. um <laughs> a lot of ways sure but yeah. um you know it's just a matter of um you know i think that there's again i sorry i cut you off but while no, i catch you off i want to give a big shout out to john wood um, hey john uh for who, who who is watching us live um i mean i think part of it is is that i think there's been a huge vacuum since the demise of msdn magazine yeah and I also thought there was a huge vacuum, even when MSDN was there, of a data-focused magazine. Yeah. Um, and that's what really kind of made me want to do the data-driven magazine, because I think that, you know, with yeah. one vacuum, I guess I can kind of tolerate, but two was just too many. And and well, what I love, um, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, I was just going to say, there was also a SQL Server magazine for a while there. That's right, there was, <laughs> but it, in the it's day. gone away. It, yeah. it went away. And it's, you know, having done one issue and again, Frank carried the lion's share of that issue as well. I think I wrote one article, but um, it's, it's a lot of work and it's trying to do that on a monthly schedule is harder than it looks. Yeah. So, well, that's so why we, we, we already started with the idea of doing it quarterly, like, you know, uh, but I think maybe biannual might be the way to go. Right. Maybe. We can work um, up to a quarter, but we'll see. We're going to do our very best. Right. We'd love your feedback if you're if you're listening to this. Um, things move up and down on both Frank and, and my schedules, and I, I'll confess that if it's not in the top three, it's not being worked on, not not actively. It's just the way my life is. Um, I see Jonathan is listening. Hey, Hello, Jonathan, Jonathan, how's it going? One last thing, yeah. Frank did a very noble thing. And I just want to commend him. You move the needle on, on someone's life. And uh, anytime anyone does that for, especially for a child, um, that's something to be commended. So kudos to you and Roberta Frank. Thank Thank you. He's a sweet kid though. He's such a joy. Like like, his smile, like lights up the room, you know, like it's, so it's like, I don't feel people say you're, we're doing a great thing. I'm like, I get more out of it than, you know, um, (laughs) And, you know, when, when we were talking to, we were at the pediatrician yesterday, actually, and somebody was like, he kind of gave the whole, it was a new pediatrician to him. So, and we're kind of gave the whole story and the lady's like, you should write a book. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Cause it's been weird. Yeah. And I haven't shared all the details because lawyers, yeah. Um, yeah. but, um, and libel suits and things like that. I have to be very careful what I say about certain individuals. Um, <laughs> And I've already spent enough on lawyers in this last uh, eight months. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, and electronic countermeasures and things like that. <laughs> so, you know, this is going to be like a Jason Bourne style book. Uh, right. But it's, uh, uh, I like to say that it's a bit like Jason Bourne meets Jerry Springer. Um, <laughs> which is, uh, kids today which may is- not even know. 
who Jerry Springer is. But. I'm I'm laughing at Jerry Springer, but you're right. <laughs> no one, I know more of the story than most. So, and the story is but, still unfolding, but that's yeah, that's for chapter two. Still, um, but, but uh, good thing it was a good yeah, thing, good Frank. Thing. And well, I'm, thank uh, you. you know, I'm just I'm proud of y'all for doing all this. And you, I get what you're saying about you getting more out of it, but you know that it it was still quite a bit of work. Yeah, uh, and I, I, you and I chatted often uh, to and from Pennsylvania on the road, and. um it was a lot. It was, it was yeah. a lot of work that, that y'all put in. So, And I do think again. it was divine intervention because where we live now is about 45 minutes to an hour closer. So, yeah. Whereas if we I had to do this at the old house, among other reasons that we, we moved, which is topic for yes. another day. <laughs> but, um, you know. It's all good. It all worked it's all, out. It's all worked out. So Same, same with my my challenges as well. It all worked out. And I, with you agree that it was divine intervention on both our parts. And um, I'm very thankful. Yeah, for sure. So if you hear, as I release some of these, uh, these backlog shows that were recorded during the thick of all this, you'll hear me refer to this as an ongoing legal case. And while it's not, the book isn't closed and the ink isn't dry. It's not as dire as it sounded like, because I was listening to some of the things where, particularly when we were talking to Patrick and uh, Dwayne, and Dwayne was yeah. like, we were talking a about hacker this, named Dwayne, hacker named Dwayne. Um, <laughs> well, I'll get into that, too, because for longtime listeners, one, I can't thank you enough for putting up with us this long. Yes. This is going to be show 344, which is phenomenal in and of itself, but also kind of like some of the breaks in, in, in production we have. And I also want to thank our guests who have been very patient and uh, you know, when the, when the show's recorded versus when the show gets out. Um, also our scheduling system is just, it seemed to work. I know you had lines up somebody yesterday, but they had to yep. cancel at the last minute. Yep. But the, the, the much to my shock, it worked. was on my calendar. It was on your calendar. And <laughs> at the worked. right time. Right at time the zone. right time. Right time zone. <laughs> it even had a Teams meeting attached, if I recall. That's it. crazy. Which Great. is like so all of the challenges that we've had. This is just kind of a subset, really, of the challenges. We've right. Had. Well, <laughs> I mean, with, with your schedule being what it is and my schedule being what it is. Yeah. And then you throw in like the chaos that has been thrown our way. Yes. Plus, we have to manage at a minimum three-person schedules. Right. Right. And, you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we'll get a guest that, and I'll just interview and or vice versa. Sure. Like, you know, it happens. I think the show must Stuff go happens. on is kind of our, um, is our philosophy. And um, we, we're going to continue that. But I mean, like, also, we've also had a change. We've also changed the way we do things. Like, so you'll notice that the show notes in the last couple of months have been much better. Because I have an AI do that. <laughs> um, and it's a really great AI. It's, it, I use an app called Cast Magic. And um, you basically, you feed it the raw audio. And it will do the transcription, right? So now we have transcriptions on everything. Yep. Um, which is good for a number of reasons. Um, mm -hmm. And two, it'll actually find highlights. I personally, I think Andy did a better job. But um, I don't it's um, the workload to do that is really low. So like it'll 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 find highlights and, you know, so the show notes that you've seen lately have been largely done by AI. 
Um, yeah. So, and uh, just if anyone's out there within the sound of my voice um, <laughs> has any opinion on that, I'd like to know. I'd like to know what yeah. your what your thoughts are on that. Um, and, well, I uh, love the highlight videos that uh, you posted on LinkedIn. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I reposted. Um, All that. Those are those are just awesome. If you haven't seen those, it's where it's just a transcription, right? Uh, part of it with the vo- voice behind it. And, you know, that part of the show, and it's what, 30 seconds? Yeah, I try to keep them under night, under two minutes, right? I have another yeah. app that does that, but I also use Cast Magic to highlight the ones it thinks are good. And, and yeah. you know, I'll, I'll overwrite it, but like it always, it's very helpful. So it does reduce yep. the time to kind of do that post production, right? Um, mm-hmm. Down dramatically, right? You know, automation, notes, baby. You can't go wrong with automation. And I, when I, I actually presented this at um, when I was at um, uh, Tim McAlilly and Prasant and um, the Northern Virginia SQL Server Group, they organized a kind of an open AI day yeah. uh, back in August. And, you know, I was one of the speakers talking about AI. And I was like, well, you know, I wasn't going to hire a voice actress or voice actor, whatever the, the correct term is now. Yeah. I wasn't going to hire that lady for every show, right? But yeah, once we had I mean, the voice, she wasn't much, but it wasn't. Um, she, her prices changed. So originally it was like like seventy five dollars. Then she wanted to get into songwriting, so the songwriting was cheap, but the voiceovers were expensive. Yeah, but it but even even at the cheap price, I mean, fifty dollars to cost to run per show just seemed a bit out of. Um, uh, Sorry. Uh, I see we have comments from from Jonathan. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, in a way, it removes biasness, but I like and understand what your theme emphasis is. At least not a hundred percent. No, I totally, I totally agree, and I think that this is um, very uh, relevant because I did a live stream earlier this week about kind of the the White House executive order and <clears throat> how that may or may not be a good idea. Like, in sorry some, about that. That's okay. Um, you did go on mute for that. I mean, mute. I mean, on uh, I unmuted. Mute. Yeah, unmuted, I, yeah, I turned off the camera, but not the mic. And not the sorry, mic. So oh, sorry, phone. listeners. Uh, I like my to think apologies. I'll go back and like edit it in post production, but probably probably not. not. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I bumped into Joel Cochran at that event, and he was talking about how the time where I said, "Oh, I'll add that in post production," and I never did. It was just, <laughs> it's just funny when you're a podcaster like the things people notice and the things people he, he was just giving me a hard time because you know he just likes doing yeah. that but he's a good guy gotta get him back on the show yes um but 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 you know like you know there's all this talk about ai is going to replace jobs and i would say yeah i mean that's kind of true but all the work we're doing we never would have had realistically the budget to hire a voice actor in front of every show yeah Right. Let alone because one of the people we were going to interview, I don't want to call anyone's name out, but she's basically said that she would prefer not to be on the show until we have transcriptions on all of our episodes. Yeah. And fine. That's your that's your thing. But, you know, before this was before AI. So this is a while ago. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah. Shift jobs. (laughs) Without my glasses, I read that something slightly different um <laughs> but uh no but but i mean this is uh, one of the things where you know i wasn't at the time there were basically v- virtual assistants that would kind of do the transcription for you but again yeah. it just became like i'm not gonna 
you know, uh, th there's already a baseline cost that I budgeted out and I can justify yeah. to uh, the wife about like, you know, how much we spend on the podcast and things like that. And, and like that just was, I mean, it's a nice to have, but the fact that I could yeah. do it now with AI and just kind of fire at it, I think it enables us in a way that we wouldn't have, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like it's jobs that didn't really exist anyway, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we, we talked about this a lot when we introduced Bailey, right? Is this idea mm -hmm. of like, well, you're taking away this voice actor's job. And I was like, not really, because I wasn't going to pay, you know, $50, $60. Yeah. I tried to float the idea to that voice actress of like a, like a fixed price for like a, a set period of time, but that was not, did not meet her agenda. Uh, but I get it. She which, has to pay which rent. Which is okay. Yeah, exactly. She's got to pay rent right? too, right? Yeah. And, um, but, um, you know, I, I've also been experimenting with having kind of chat GPT as well as cast magic kind of create the persona of Bailey, Bailey to help further develop her character, mm -hmm. right? Um, just in case there are people out there wondering if Bailey was real. Yeah, sorry. She's sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but I will probably add her some snarky comment about, you know, what is real anyway. But anyway. Exactly. Um, but I mean, the whole idea of, of of that, I think, is also, and I've had, I've had people say like, oh, you know, particularly the video version of ba Bailey, how she looks kind of artificial, and well, duh, she is artificial, you know. There, there's <laughs> so a reason kind of make for it, that. You kind of well, the reason is actually a technical <laughs> underlaying. We're just kind of doing retcon, uh, as the cool kids say. Uh, That's us. Retro continuity, I think, is what it's short for. Um, all of which is to say that we're always trying to push the envelope of getting the shows out there and getting the shows. Uh, I see you muted there that time. Good job. I did. Um, yes. But um, we are trying, we're always trying to push the envelope to, 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 to innovate. But what's interesting, and for those wondering, hey, what happened to Impact Quantum? That is still very much stuck in development land because of our scheduling process. We want to bring yeah. in another person. Uh, to be a host slash co-host of that show but the logistics around once we get the calendar thing working calendaring is interesting because it's really i see it as our number one barrier to scale yeah aside from court cases and personal life challenge um, <laughs> well it's like oxygen right you know and money right. it's all good until you don't have enough right and, right um, and right now, you know, we, we did have this experience recently, a couple of days ago, but it actually worked, whole, which was yeah, like, it worked perfectly. So, yeah. But every time I trust bookings, I feel like Charlie, Charlie Brown on the football. <laughs> like, well, you, you know, if it was notarized, if you had it in writing, that would be one thing. But then if it was notarized, I, sorry, I just watched the great pumpkin the other night. Oh, so, that's right. I was like, that's in the great going? pumpkin. That's why. Yeah. I was talking to someone uh, about the great pumpkin and I guess he'd never seen it. So, cause he was in Europe and I was like, oh, I guess never made it over there. But anyway, <laughs> ironically, he was in Ireland, hmm. which the great pumpkin character is arguably based on um, some Celtic myth or whatever. So I ironically, he had hmm. not heard of it, but yeah. um Again, you know, we've, we've kind of full, come full circle, but, you know, ultimately, so we do have plans to do that. And we had plans for kind of a metaverse podcast, 
but the metaverse kind of imploded at least for now yeah so i don't know what we're going to do about that uh but again once we solve this scheduling issue right yes like, and i think that's something that as we get older i think we appreciate more right because you mentioned it oh, yeah. 60 i'm 50 time is you could always make more money theoretically but you never get time back that's true like ever like there's nothing like you know there's nothing you know elon musk or you know um jeff bezos can do to get time back it's that so, uh, that quote from that philosopher steve miller time keeps on slipping 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 yes into the future yeah that's right so speaking of retro I'm... <laughs> speaking of retro <laughs> So if, for those that are wondering, I'm going to release our backlog either once or twice a week, depending on depending on schedule. But for and the you most did part, that last week. You, I did you, that last week. How I had many one shows on, did you release? There was one on the the, the first of November. Um, there was also one on Monday. So yeah. so if I release this one today, Friday, we're yeah. recording this on November third. Then I'll make three in a week. And I'm not trying to boost our numbers, although our numbers do look good. Uh, it's just a matter yeah, of um, servicing, um, you know, servicing kind of our backlog, like, and, 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 and being right, doing the right thing to the fans. Like, yeah, you know, um, because we, I think there's like four shows left now and only one of them has some really bizarre um, audio problems that might, take a while to to process but I, when 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 joe joe buffon uh kind of emailed the two of us like hey did you ever release that show and i was like all right i'm gonna do his next <laughs> right right <laughs> uh, so there is one and there was there was actually an interesting one about the voice actors virtualizing voices and timely he, right it was before yep. i believe the recording was before the strike started yes it was it was so, it was and then right after that there was yeah. a Screen Actors Guild strike and a, a, a lot of um, write, the writer's strike. Yep. And a lot of that was tied to that very topic. Right. And, and Joe was kind of laying out. I, I felt like he did a fair job of laying out both sides yeah. of the argument, the, the business side and the, the artist side. And because well, he is on both he, sides of it. Like, he he's is one of those rare people that they have. He has one foot on the dock and one foot on the boat. Right. Um, that usually it was an interesting. Problem. I mean, yeah. I remember when he said that, I was like, I had never thought of that. Right. Um, and for those who don't know, years and decades ago, actually, uh, I was um, I did recording. Uh, I was I've got um, I was in a band. We went into the studio and and we made recordings. I learned a lot about, um, I guess, the amateur market, the amateur recording market. And we never did like pro pro stuff. But it's kind of eye-opening when you learn the businessy side of the music business. The music is awesome, right? You jam in a garage, you have a good time. Uh, performing is always fun. Nobody thinks too much about uh, packing up a lot of equipment, driving for hours and hours, unpacking it, setting it all up, you know, and then reversing that process after the fun part. Uh, but that's all part of it too. So uh, Joe's uh, thoughts on that, uh, you know, I kind of resonated with it from, because right. it, it was my first exposure to um, intellectual property. You know, the owning a song. Oh, yeah, they're very serious about that. The ASCAP and, like, if you're a DJ and you don't have whatever license, 
they can yep. come after you hard on ASCAP, that. BMI. As, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All of those. And, and we had that to go, was we went through that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And we went through all of that. We went through um, uh, getting a barcode uh, printed on the CD label. I mean, nice. you, you don't think about that sort of stuff. And that's, you know, beyond above and beyond stepping onto a stage or walking into a studio. Right. You know, it's there's a lot more. There's a lot of business to the music business. I'll say that. And, and Joe was hitting on that from actors and voice artists. And again, it was it was recorded before before the strikes hit. So it's an interesting perspective. I, maybe we could get him back on now that um, I believe this. At least one of the strikes are over. Maybe there's still some ongoing. But I'd well, love the, to the actors get a follow on strike. The writers, I think, are back. Okay, um, be love love to get him back on and see if he's got any updates to share. So when you were um, talking about the the show business, it reminded me of a song. Um, yeah. Warren G did a cover slash rap over of what's love got to do with it by Tina Turner. And he basically says the lyrics may not be able to repeat all the lyrics, but it was on the super cop soundtrack. That's where I first heard it, but it was, um, gotcha. uh, he goes, you know, the show business is I'm butchering the quote, but it was something like the show business is 90%, 10% show, 90% business. There ain't that's, any. That's fair. Yeah. And he says, there's no love about, it's all about the dough. No love for the show. It's all about the dough. Something like that. Like wow. Warren G is far more eloquent than I um, was. <laughs> he passed away, I think. But um, but yeah. So there's the there's a I'll, I'll include a link to that. Okay. Uh, that song because it's actually a pretty good. Um, it's actually one of the. There's a lot of songs I think end up on movie soundtracks that kind of. Mm-hmm don't get the attention they deserve you know true and um i will uh maybe i'll barely recite at least part of it but uh but no i mean you you're absolutely correct that that the show business is a business yeah um and uh, ai is going to be probably one of the most disruptive um forces to hit hollywood in a long long time well you know it started with the creative uh entry and I'm yep. just going to fess up. Frank was, uh, you were way ahead on all of this with the original Dolly and sending me. Oh, images. the VQ Gans. Yeah, the VQ Gans. Because yeah. I was just, I was just playing around with them and on Google. Yeah. Cloud. And you'd share them and it would be like, you were iterating locally, if I remember right. Um, because some it of would them take... I was, oh, no, I was using Colab. Oh, were you? Okay. So it was, it was, a, it, but it actually tricked me into, it, it encouraged me to, go for the pay version of collab yeah um but that but you send when... me the video of the mm-hmm. iteration so you would yep. give it a prompt mm-hmm. and it would start iterating on, on the prompt and it made a little i guess a i don't know animated uh gif or or something but it made a it made like an mpeg made file a movie. Whatever, yeah yeah so and, and you would send them to me and i was like this is interesting but it took me probably about nine months of that to catch up to being to where I said, this is cool. And, um, well, so you can that, actually go back. And if you look at some of my LinkedIn articles where I did kind of post it, this is before Dolly two came out. Yeah. Where you can see like the thing that impressed me with Dolly two wasn't so much what it made, but it had more for lack of a better term, coherence to it. Right. Like, so right. I would say, you know, 
draw something about by Pablo Picasso. Well, okay, that's a bad example because um, <laughs> coherence is kind of not. Um, Keith Haring. Keith Haring is a graffiti, originally started as a graffiti artist in New York. You've probably seen his stuff, right? Uh, or another example would be William Wegman, right? Who mm-hmm. is an artist known for taking photographs of Weimaraner dogs, right? And his stuff was, it was interesting because the, the AI knew that I wanted photographs of dogs, but it was weird because dog heads would appear and reappear out of these kind of like the ether. So it looked right. very surreal, which his work is not really kind of surreal. So it didn't have coherence. It knew roughly what I wanted. What impresses me about Dolly and everything that's kind of come since is that it's coherent. If I ask it for something in the right. style of an artist, it's going to have, you know, uh, uh, people complain about, well, you know, a person will have three arms. Well, okay, but there's one person. It's not various heads popping out of these different right random places. It's And I mean, a lot of that was the, you know, the latest kind of injection of chat GPT right. uh, into the graphics. So it, you've got, you've got now a, a large language model helping the engine understand what it is you're asking for. And it is, I think the coherence is coming out of that context. So yes, that, I would that's so. what the, the large language models bring is, you know, the context to the conversation they have since the beginning. And so it's, it's continued and it's showing up. I think I'd say it's manifesting as, as coherence and um, at least in the conversations. And I don't know, you haven't sent me a, a, a movie recently. And oh, because Dolly doesn't discourage you. No, Dolly doesn't <laughs> show you the movie of how it thinks. There's different ones no. that do. Okay. <clears throat> um, I should have muted there. Sorry about that. Gotcha. Um, but I have to go in a few minutes to hop on a call. Um, okay. Which hopefully I'll tell you more about that later. Um, but I think that it was an interesting quote and I'll, I'll, I'll include a link to this podcast. It's the podcast acquired. Uh, I think I sent it to you somewhere else, but they basically do this, this whole thing on NVIDIA. It's hmm. like two hours long, which I think is wow. interesting how, um, 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 I, I see that comment from Jonathan. I'll get to that in a second. Let me, yeah. let me get off the screen. Um, The, uh, the notion of understanding is very much a philosophical one, but but uh, Jensen Huang, I think is his last name, mm-hmm. the guy who founded and is the CEO of, of NVIDIA, he had a very interesting statement, or it was at a recent conference where he basically said, if you feed a large language model the um, entire contents of a murder mystery novel, it should know who the guilty culprit is. Right, because it has a sense of understanding about everything. That is a very, I think it hits the existential edge of when is something sentient and when something's not. I think sentient may not be the right word, but understanding or concept. Um, grasping a concept is really the word I'm looking for. Sentient yeah. has a whole lot of other baggage and meanings. Right, right. right. But it understands what it's reading. Right. You know, right. It, it to to enough extent where it can say the murderer is the butler most likely this person right? right the butler did it right or something like and, that like and that is a that's a chunk of sentience i would definitely put it into there you it know, definitely gets you in, test? it definitely yeah. gets you in the neighborhood of sentience 
Yeah. I don't know if it gets you to the penthouse floor that we like I, to think we're on, but it does yeah. get you in the building, I would say. I agree. Maybe and Jonathan, studio, Jonathan's studio got an interesting... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, it gets you a studio. I was trying to be funny and extend the message. <laughs> it gets you a studio apartment on the second floor, but... There we go. Um, Jonathan's so yeah, comment's interesting there The um, about um, not challenging the results of OpenAI. Um, oh, big time. I, I think... So I, I understand where, where that comment could come from. I think um, specifically people like Elon Musk... Um, I don't know the guy's name, but he left Google. Uh, oh, Jeffrey Hinton? Mis- yeah, yeah. The, those two have been sounding the alarm loud and clear for a few months now. Um, and I also, I saw recently some old cuts uh, of Elon, um, you know, and definitely on the, uh, the Joe Rogan show, they put some cuts on Twitter uh, about that as well, X. And um yeah, there's there's people out there definitely challenging it. I, I don't have the platform either of those individuals do, but I made the comment a few times on our live streams and um, even in some of our recordings that ChatGPT has a very high opinion of the Azure Data Factory execute uh, package activity. It thinks it can do way more than it can. And it's part of that is just information, you know, being old. You can definitely say that, but it's never done. You know, the execute package activity has never been able to do the stuff that, that it's claiming. And that falls into that category they call uh, hallucination. Right. Um, and my problem with hallucination is chat GPT, because it does such a great job on things like narration. It does what Frank's using it for in summarizing the show. And but even then, what you see, I edit. What what ends up being true, I edit because I'm like, oh, that totally didn't happen. You know what I mean? But it's a it's a convincing liar. Is kind of what I'm getting at. It's a great (laughs) BS. It's a great BS. Like I mean, that's the thing. Like yeah. And I think that our filter that we should have for the dealing with real life BSers should be applicable to whatever one of any of these large language models put out right like i mean right. like it, it'll tell me things like I, I i did i think i did a live stream on this where i'm like well tell me about frank lavinia right and at one point it didn't know who i was now you kind of have to coach it because you have to mention our podcast which is kind of cool right but like right. <laughs> but it was like you know at one point i would ask it like you know it, it, you know tell me write a biography for 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 this like where apparently i went to i went to um you know, one point I went to Stanford. Another point it said I went to uh, SUNY, one of the state universities. Like it, it. Weren't you in intelligence? Uh, apparently, I was too. Yeah, yeah. One of them, <laughs> well, um, that may or may not be true. We, uh, we I can I can't answer that. But yeah. um, no. But I mean, like some of the things that got right, some of the things that got wrong. What was particularly interesting was <laughs> it got that I'm from New York. It changed right. the, the schools like it was either, you know, NJIT. It got the fact that it found technical schools and, when, you know, like, when, you know, that's kind of close. At one point, somehow Stanford got into the mix. Uh, and I do have to drop in like a minute. So I we'll okay. can make this a, an abbreviated ending. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't true. Like, but it sounded plausible. Right. And that is yeah. the essence of good BS, isn't it? True. A little bit of truth in there. And that. That takes us into philosophical stuff, and we're just going to have to leave you hanging on that cliff. That's right. So with that, I'll end the stream and let Bailey finish the show. Andy, as always, a pleasure. Same. Thanks for listening to Data Driven, and we look forward to another wonderful year of podcasts. 
Be sure to check out the data-driven website at datadriven.tv.